You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph, and I have a guest here with me today. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and let you know where you can find her online. Thank you so much for having me, Steph. My name is Ellen Gilbert. I am a sacred leadership coach, helping women expand to their soul's potential and lead the life they came here to live. And I've distilled a decade of experience working with leaders, community builders, and world changers into strategies that affect change from the inside out. So I'm really excited to be here and chat with you today. I am so excited to have you. I love that you have like your elevator pitch down pat. Like, that was so <laughs> I am never that good at it. <laughs> I am very impressed. So I always like to start out uh, just getting to know you and sort of where you started and how your path has progressed to get to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. My background, I have a master's in international development with a focus on gender, and I built my career in my early 20s supporting international women leaders, so human rights defenders, um, land defenders, and then um, working with like entrepreneurs and other levels of leadership that these women were in traveling the world. It was such an incredible opportunity working with some of the top-notch women's leadership nonprofits in Washington, D.C., but I totally burned out. You know, I was working um, sometimes 80 hours a week or more, traveling all the time, getting sick, and when I talked to the leaders that I was supporting, what I really found was that they needed space to talk about self-care and community and sisterhood and you know, they didn't necessarily need another business training. And so I decided that was what I needed to do. So I actually took a step back from my career and turned to get my certification in wellness coaching, um, became a yoga teacher, meditation guide, and just really listened to my intuition for the first time in my life, started to trust myself, genuinely love myself, started out as a self-love coach, built a program called Become Your Own Soulmate, which I still run and love so much. But recently I pivoted into working with women leaders again. So it's all come full circle, bringing my absolute love of inner critic coaching and imposter syndrome coaching to these women leaders who, you know, deserve to love themselves, trust themselves because the world really needs their medicine and their wisdom. I love that. And, you know, something interesting that I wanted to let listeners know is like right before we started recording this, you even said that it's something that you're struggling with right now too. And I just want everyone to know yeah. that it, it really never goes away. There's ebbs and flows to this idea that, you know, we're not enough or we're imposters or like really forgetting about that self-love aspect of all of this. Oh my God, 100%. And yeah, I was telling you, I've been in a bit of an inner critic spiral today. And I will say there they seem to be fewer and further between these days, just because I've built my practices to really support me in this work, but they are still 
very much occurring. And, you know, what really has helped me today is just like taking a step back to look at my life from a bird's eye view and ask myself, what do I need in this moment to feel supported? So I've like wrapped myself in a blanket. I've got my cup of tea. I'm like, okay, I'm on day nine of my cycle. So my inner maiden just needs some some love and some support right now and like just kind of identifying all the contributing like weather patterns that are leading to this inner critic spiral I had some health news recently so just kind of like peeling back all those layers and realizing it's not my fault that I'm experiencing this um, but it is my opportunity to bring some compassion to my own lived experience and try to resource and nourish myself it's so nice that you can offer that kind of information and community to other people, because that's a hard spot that I think we all sort of find ourselves in. And, you know, as women, we are told that we need to be more masculine in our energy in the workplace and in what we're doing with our lives in order to, you know, be a leader and be in control and sort of forgetting that we are subject to things like our cycle. And like, that has like a lot to do with our, you know, emotions and inner critic and how well we are doing with our day-to-day lives. So I just love that you have all of this information available for people. Oh, thank you. I really lay it down from personal experience. And then, you know, realizing that if I'm going through something, there's chances that other women are going through it are pretty high. So, and that works in both ways. Like if I'm longing for something, desiring something, the chances are other people are longing for it too. So why can't I be the one to create it or to make that invitation? And then, you know, the more we find people who are going through the same thing, like you said, we can build these communities, realize we're not alone and get that reflected back to us. So we can step out of identifying with it all the time as, oh, I'm bad. I'm wrong. I've done something wrong and I deserve to feel this way. So for people who are just kind of getting started and are feeling this type of way, uh, where do you recommend that they start? Or do you have any like practices that you would recommend to them? Absolutely. You know, I think inner critic rears its ugly head for all of us, but especially like we said, for women, um, when we're really going for it, when we're stepping into our next level, whether it's, you know, reaching out to a new friend to try to have a little friend date, or we're actually dating, trying to start that new relationship, or we're in our careers and our businesses, taking these huge leaps of faith and trying to follow our intuition and trust ourselves. It's like, oh, here's that friend and her critic again, you know, telling me all the ways that I will fail, all the things I can't do right. And so the first place I like to start is celebrate that. Like it's coming up because you're doing something that challenges that part of you that would rather stay safe and stay small and stay quiet. And that is worth celebrating and honoring. So that's, that's number one. Um, I also like to ask, like, what support do I need before I start talking to my inner critic? Like I said, I wrap myself in a blanket. I pour myself a cup of tea. Maybe it's putting on, you know, your favorite song and just slow dancing with yourself and feeling it in your body, holding that space before you step into that conversation with the inner critic can just bring a sense of resource and nourishment. 
And then I do have a conversation with my inner critic, you know, and I'm very familiar with them now. Like I have different versions. I've got nicknames for them. Um, I know exactly who in my life helps contribute to these different parts. But when you're just starting out, you know, asking that part to step forward and saying, like, what are you, what are you feeling? What is this, what's been triggered for you? What are your deepest fears? What are you trying to protect me from? Just some good prompts and whether you journal it or you meditate and visualize it or like have a voice note conversation with yourself and just get clear and and get attuned to that part of yourself holding that space what do they want me to believe and then once you hear those words come through holding them and kind of looking at them and being like is this true how true is this I think there's often a seed of truth planted deep down in like the bullshit of the inner critic and if we can dig up that seed of truth, we can figure out, okay, do I need to set a boundary? Do I need to make some sort of agreement with my inner critic? Like maybe you're feeling really nervous about delivering something new as an entrepreneur. Well, then you can ask your inner critic and they might tell you, you know, I just don't feel like you have the capacity yet. These are the areas you're lacking. Maybe there's one piece that you can devote to expanding your capacity over the next few days and see if that quiets them down. Um, but once you've identified that seed of truth, you know, challenging all the other assumptions, because the inner critic can be nasty. So just, you know, really like picking up the gauntlet that they've thrown down and saying, you actually can't speak to me like this. You can't treat me like this. I don't deserve this. I know that I'm worthy. I know that I'm trying my best. Here's all the evidence that I have that I'm doing a great job. And then you know, see whatever you can do to, to nurture them and nourish them, which can feel really counterintuitive with such a mean part. But, you know, hurt people hurt people. And it's the same with our inner critics. They often need something to feel safe. Maybe it's a hand on the heart. You know, maybe it is that agreement or a boundary you can set. And then just what recovery do you need after that interaction with your inner critic? It can be quite activating so again just as we open the space closing the space maybe again moving your body in a way that feels good or just having a lie down in the fetal position can feel really good and then usually on the other side of that there will be some clarity there will be a lesson learned that you can share out you know and then feel like you've contributed back to your community so that's kind of my process for working with the inner critics I love that. That is such great information that I need to take to heart myself and put into practice because I am so great at setting boundaries with other people and not so great with doing it myself. Like, I don't know why I let myself talk to the way that I would never let another person talk to me. Absolutely. We all do this because we feel we feel safe. We're like, well, I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm stuck with me forever. So yeah, I can just be as harsh and it won't really matter. And I think a lot of people think as long as I don't say it out loud, it didn't happen, but it's not true to our psyche, to our inner child, to our very soul. Like we hear those words and they reverberate and they echo throughout our bodies and throughout time. And they deeply shift and impact who we are and who we become. And so 
so often just starting to say it out loud so you can hear the ridiculousness and the meanness, you can start to laugh at it and get some distance and be like, that's not true. But because I wasn't saying it out loud, I was sort of pretending like I wasn't saying it, but I was deeply internalizing it. Yeah, I am absolutely guilty of that. So I love all of your suggestions. It is something that I have been trying to journal about more because I, I agree that it's one of those things where like I say it in my mind and then not out loud. And then it doesn't occur to me to like add it to the journal. So that's like a great idea to just like voice those things instead. Mm, Absolutely. And yeah, journaling for some people that is the way to get it out on paper. I love that so much. And there's so many things you can do. You can use different color pens to like have a back and forth conversation with the inner critic if the visualization doesn't work for you. Um, And that can bring a lot of like, whoa, clarity that there are these different parts having a conversation in my head all the time and I just wasn't (laughs) seeing it. So yeah, that's a great one. And speaking of, I just wanted to say that I love all of the, you have like so many free resources for people, like across like all of these things, but they're like really beautiful. And I just want to like point that out that, that you have visualization exercise, you have cycle trackers, like all of these different ways to like to offer up your support in a free manner. And that is just very kind of you. Oh, thank you. I, you know, I got into being an entrepreneur just because I wanted to help. And so I think, especially in the early days, I was like, how can I use my experience to just help and yeah, be creative and have fun and serve and even now that I'm pivoting into women's leadership, it's like, I'm so glad I created all these resources first because they will always be that like baseline self-love triage that we all need (laughs) just to kind of start to uncover who we really are, which is foundational for leadership. And I love the, you share a lot of uh, your personal sort of rituals and things on your Instagram too. And that is really nice to see. I know people that are very visual and like to see that. And you have like your new moon ritual on there, your releasing ritual. Like I love all those. Thank you. Yes, I am a witch and I intuit a lot of these rituals just from nature, from my body, just from the divine. And it's really fun to share them because I'm such an extrovert and I learn by doing and by sharing. So thank you so much. (laughs) No, I love that. I would love to talk then like a little bit more about the idea of like cycle tracking and doing blood rituals. I think people are um, put off by that at first. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they definitely are. And I just kind of like ripped that bandaid off as an ex-evangelical. I was like, I mean, I didn't actually say this, but it's almost like I said, what's the most triggering thing I can like share on Instagram. And I was like, oh, my period blood, that would be a great place for me to start. And, and yeah, people, some people are really grossed out by that, but it became such a meaningful thing when I was living on the land to be able to give that back every single month. I'm in an apartment building now. So things have changed a little bit. I feel a bit disconnected from the land trying to figure out how that ritual is going to continue in my new digs. But yeah, giving my blood back to the land I was born on in Kentucky for the last year and a half um, while I was living there was really, really meaningful for me. I I love that. You you really did just like dive in head first. Like we're going to, we're going to do this. 
go big or go home, you know, like <laughs> I'm not messing around. Life is short and I want to heal as much of the like conditioning as I can. No, I absolutely love that. And I love that you were so willing to share that because it's like, it's hard to share those, like the visual of that and like actually film everything that you do. Like, I know it's hard to film spell work. Like it's, it's very difficult <laughs> to film spells and rituals and be able to put those online. Um, so the fact that you have those on Instagram, I think is a really awesome resource and very, you know, brave and open of you to share those things. Thank you. Yeah. I just basically was like, I'm doing this every month. I want the witnessing, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm such a social person. I think we all, you know, evolved in these large communities. And so many of us are so isolated from that in our modern culture. And so I'm constantly just thinking like, how can I get the witnessing that my soul needs in whatever I'm doing that will turn it into a sacred ritual just by getting that witnessing and you know, Instagram can be a beautiful place for that. Um, and it can be really authentic, genuine community that we build when we, yeah, when we are brave enough to share the truth of who we are, you're giving someone permission to step into that truth for themselves. And speaking of, you know, building that sort of community, I also wanted to make sure that listeners know that you have a really great offering in your moon new moon like witches groups like that's so fun yes it's so fun we get together on the new moon on zoom but we have you know sacred sisterhood circle and we all get to share and be witnessed in a really supportive container um that's taught me a lot about like what sovereign relating can look like which is just holding that space you know when someone is sharing um, reflecting back to them. And then if they ask for something specific, you know, you can, you can share that, but if not, it's just about acknowledging and saying, you know, thank you for sharing. It's not like we're here to fix each other or give each other advice. Like we get enough of that in our daily lives. So it's just about showing up exactly how you are and, and witnessing each other and knowing that like people are going to say things that are going to resonate for you. And it's going to unlock something within yourself to be a little more authentic. Um, and then we also do, yeah, some community ritual together as well and some embodiment work. And it's just really lovely. Yeah, it's such a nice way to incorporate the magic, the moon cycle, other women, um, and build your own little space there. I love that. Yeah, it's so important for me. And it's nice that you are able to, you know, open that up to other people who want to join. I think that's a great option because it's so hard to uh, find community, especially in person lately. Uh, and I know that people just feel more comfortable online and in a Zoom situation and you really get people from all over the world. You do. It's amazing the communities that I've built through my business just these last six years or so, really getting to know yeah witchy people and also people that are like woo woo adjacent or woo woo curious and just <laughs> helping them like see because you know I'm not I don't have like a specific lineage or a specific like creed I'm very um open and it's just about yeah like what is your body telling you today what do you think your connection with the moon is like it's not prescriptive like oh this is definitely what's happening it's like how can we get curious and deepen our own intuition? And I mean, I always say I'm a mystic. So I 
and just dropping into being a divine channel and expressing what that means for me. And I, I want other people to do the same from a place of, of authenticity. So building those spaces is my life's work. And I do it in person as well, which is super fun. But yeah, not everyone has access to those spaces. So join us online. This is a great, great offering. And you know, outside of that, I do want to say that you do also have courses and coaching and things. So what are the type of, you know, clients that you attract or people like if they are interested in your story and they want to work with you, what could they expect? Absolutely. So as I mentioned before, my premier program is called Become Your Own Soulmate. It is my self-love coaching program. It's a 12-week one-on-one program um, all about yeah, coming into the truth of who you are, walking home to yourself and your deep love for this life and this body and kind of peeling back the layers on how you've been conditioned, you know, as a woman in our society and just finding out what resources you need to trust yourself more and, you know, really be your own soulmate, not needing anything external um, because you realize you had it in you all along. And then the program that I just launched and we're about to begin this summer is called Nourish Leaders, which is really geared towards entrepreneurs as well as executives and other senior leaders, um, as well as artists and you know, community leaders, leaders of all kinds. Um, and this is my new 12-week program that is similar, but it also contains a really important community element. So I'm running it once a year, and it culminates in an in-person retreat in Washington, D.C. this fall. Um, and I'm so excited for this one. It's really bringing together all of the inner critic tools that I've developed over the last six years, along with you know ways to step into what I call sovereignty, which is setting really firm boundaries and holding those lines in every area of our lives, you know, from our relationships to our work, to our energy, time management, um, and really just making sure that we don't burn out because the world needs us and needs our unique medicine that I believe our soul came here to, to give. And a lot of women don't know what their purpose is. So this is a great place to start as well. Just if you want some space held as you uncover why you're here, why your soul incarnated in this body at this time on this planet and getting really connected and fired up about that why can help you then you know, develop the, the tools and the structure, which I know a lot of us really struggle with, <laughs> to, to be consistent and devoted and bring it bring it through into the world and uh, I'm just so excited for this program it's going to be epic no really I'm really excited for you and I I love to hear you know people like you and leaders talk about their programs that they're offering you just like are so excited about it and I can hear it like come across in your voice and your story and I'm just very happy for you that you found your purpose (laughs) and can help others with that Uh, no totally like I've tried to do other things this is this is it for me so I'm really excited that I found it and everything's so meta right because it's like I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a leader and I'm, you know, speaking on podcasts, giving keynotes, doing workshops in person and online. And it's like, 
I'm coming up against that imposter syndrome 24 seven and like having to confront these things and remind myself I'm wor- myself that I'm worthy and constantly just be on that growth edge. And so I might as well turn that into something that's going to help others along the way. I love it. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Speaking then of (laughs) these things that you are coming up against every day, (laughs) do you have, I know we talked about like the cycle tracking and the new moon and everything, but do you have any sort of practices or rituals that you do regularly to help you on your journey? Is there anything that you do daily, weekly? Oh my gosh, it's constant. Um, (laughs) Like how much time do you have? Um, I, I used to be super almost like religious about it. And lately I've been much more just slowly, um, letting it come naturally, just like as needed. But yeah, I, I track my cycle really carefully and do my rituals based on where I am in the cycle. Um, so like I mentioned today, I'm on day nine. So I'm in that inner maiden phase. So maiden medicine to me is like earthing. Um, I got in the river yesterday near my house and just tried to like meditate on the water and just connect to Mama Gaia. And, you know, I talked to the trees and the flowers and the butterflies and just really, I'm like holding some, some pink quartz right now and just like connecting to that sweet, like inner child, inner adolescent within, um, there's other, you know, I have lots of blood rituals. I'll do, like I mentioned, giving blood back to the earth, but also creating a period cave, every single bleed, and trying to take at least one day out of my life, out of time while I'm bleeding to just be still and either get like a sound healing or, you know, just be super creative or like voice note some random song that will come through me. Um, and, you know, during the premenstrual phase, during my inner autumn, that's like wild woman medicine. So that's going to be usually for me a lot of writing and um, a lot of raging sometimes, like trying to convert that into a healthy rage. So like I'll burn a lot of um, inner critic notes that I've written. And <laughs> that's a great time to work with the inner critic is the uh, premenstrual phase. I keep a burn box of like all of the things that my inner critic says to me throughout the cycle and then during my premenstrual rituals I'll burn um, those things that the inner critic has been saying and I'll, I'll work through each one before I burn it and I it love that <laughs> yeah it's really powerful um and then you know I I gather with my community in person on the full moon and online during the new moon um, which has proven to be really impactful for me um, just to be with other women and feel that sense of community. And gosh, every day I am listening to my body, moving my body. I do Kundalini. I do um, a specific form of fascia care that I'm excited to start sharing more about on Instagram, which to me is like energetic healing with physical healing and ancestral like time spiraling um, and it's like self-massage but it's so much more than that and I mean gosh I'm doing rituals all day long all month long I do rituals around my business too like 
you know, I do smoke cleansing of my laptop and my phone. I delete Instagram off my phone every Friday after work and don't bring it back until Monday if I can help it. Um, Love it. Yeah. Or like before a trip, you know, I try to like really do some energy work and boundary setting with my inbox um, or with clients or whatever it is. And I try to like close down work and just say like, I'm now stepping into the energy of rest or play or whatever it is and just be really intentional about that and I'll change my clothes and the whole ritual uh, just to set that boundary and seal it off before I'm ready to step back into it those are all such great ideas I love everything that you just said (laughs) because I mean a lot of them are not very complicated and like ritual doesn't have to be complicated every single time those are really simple things that you are doing to sort of set apart like different times during your day and your week and I love all of them oh yeah it's just been so like ritual to me has been so important for grounding myself and like realizing where I am what the context is like I said in the beginning so I can have compassion for my context like I'm looking right now at my whiteboard where every day I write what day of the cycle I'm on what moon phase what astrological season it is what wheel of the year season it is what archetype I'm working with what my intention is just looking at that brings such a sense of anchoring because it's so easy to get pulled in so many directions and ritual to me is like where I find those anchors and those boundaries and that grounding that I just so need (laughs) to operate (laughs) in this world oh no I love it that sounds amazing I'm kind of want to make a whiteboard now myself. Oh, do it. You will not regret it. Just track everything. I do find that things just like run better when I commit to like writing down, putting things to paper or like in that case, whiteboard, but still like making a note of it. Just like the physical act of making the note just makes everything make sense. Oh, it's so true. 100%. It's like we, again, we pulled that thing out of our head and we made it real and we, it brings focus and clarity. It's so good. Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, I'm usually one for like my planner, but I can totally see how helpful, like a whiteboard just to like be able to see that all day. It would be incredibly helpful. If now I'm like picturing like where I could fit one in my house. I'm like, I have wall space. Oh my gosh, please do it. <laughs> I just, I don't, I'm going to share it on Instagram. I'm going to tag you. I'm going to do it one yes. day. Yeah add it to my list. So I love chatting about like, what do you do for like ritual? What do your days look like? Because I always come away with like so many ideas. I'm like, I want to incorporate all of these. I know. And it's like, I mean, it can be overwhelming, like the amount of potential. And so for me, it's like, it has to come from within. Like what, what is your day showing you that you need? What is your body showing you that you need? Like I think there's two main energies that I'm always working with. It's like the energy of expansion and the energy of safety. And I'm like, okay, what's going to bring me expansion when in those moments when I'm feeling like a little bit too contracted and then what's going to bring me that safety in those moments when I've been expanded a little too long and just kind of oscillating between those two energies, whether it's through ritual or through some other practice or experience, um, just to kind of yeah, keep me balanced, keep me grounded so I can keep 
leading the way and trying to live the life that my soul came here for. I love all of that. Before we wrap up, do you have any, I know you've like given so much advice already during this entire episode, but uh, do you have any advice, last advice for beginners? I would say my biggest piece of advice is to find ways to get to know yourself without judgment. And judgment is such a block from feeling worthy and from really holding our deepest, truest vision. So just find whatever resonates with you that helps you just be curious. Like what's my authentic experience? Maybe through your external movement or putting your hand on your heart or just whispering some mantra to yourself. But what's going to help you see the truth of who you are, the truth of your experience, your deservingness just as a human on this planet, your deservingness of love and of beauty and of good things because I think that's the missing piece that all my clients are struggling with and we have to start with that curiosity that self-knowledge in order to get to the self-love and then the self-trust to actually do the damn thing whatever it is and be that medicine for our world that is great beginner advice I love it Well, Ellen, thank you so much for being here today and sharing all about your practice, your craft, your business. I just love hearing your story and I wish you so much success with your upcoming 12 week program. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Steph. It was awesome being here. I love the podcast. I love being a witch and yeah, I'm just so excited to continue following you and all of your amazing work as well. Thank you. And listeners, as always, I'm going to have everything linked over at witchwednesdays.com so you can find the website, so you can check out the Instagram and all the rituals that I was talking about, all the free resources to check out. If you want to join the new moon circle, all of those things will be linked to help you out. And thank you again, Ellen. And that is everything that I have for this week. I will see you all next week. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Need even more? Subscribe to Patreon and YouTube for exclusive bonus content. Order a themed witchcraft box every month through Witch Wednesdays on Etsy. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. Find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com.